Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Sons of the Flip Radio, your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. As always, I'm your co-host, the $100 man, Thomas Lisi, always joined with the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drayton. Hey. Alex, what's going on? Uh, it's early today. Three ten. the sun. Here comes the sun. 310 on a... We do, start well... Doo-doo-doo. Doo-doo, yeah. Um, normally Thursday night, but Thursday afternoon. We're both off today, so we took the opportunity to drop some fire in the afternoon so we can go back to our lives at night and have the episode <laughs> out earlier for our diehard fans and uh to everybody out there oh, thursday treat our thursday treat to everybody out there who listened and watched our special 100th episode last right. week thank you and welcome to 101 yes this will come off on um as 100 in uh, this will come out as 100 on your screen but yes. it is 101 yes it is yeah I noticed that the other day yep. I was like hey yep. yep so uh we're over the 100 uh barrier which is good uh right. obviously normally in tv world that that's grounds for that's syndication like, that's like, right that's there. like eight seasons yeah, yeah if you, you do like 12 episodes syndication right yeah uh hopefully we'll be syndicated on some other avenues down the road hopefully but <laughs> yeah in the meantime we'll stick to this uh this studio that we're in and to the content that we're producing and i mean obviously wrestling is one of the kind of sports especially when you know there's no nfl right now there's hockey basketball and baseball is never going to start so <sighs> i mean yeah, even terrible. though wrestling isn't a sport in many people's minds except the people that actually watch it and talk about it like us um, things always change. Still so, real to me, damn Yeah, it's still real to me, damn it. And the fact that each and every week we always come back to you with a brand new episode wherever you can find podcasts. And we always say each and every week that some things happen. Some things that are groundbreaking, some things that are crazy, some, some moments where you just scratch your head. But, you know, before we talk about the whole AEW surprise announcement, and I thought it would be something different when, when Tony Khan talked about it last night on Dynamite after we teased it on our Instagram story. I have to say that for the first time in a really long time, I actually enjoyed Monday Night Raw. Mm. I thought it was a good Raw. Whoa. Um, you say that with a smile on I your did. face, too. Guys, this is... This is no, I did. Territory. I mean, yeah, granted, it's, you know, you're around WrestleMania season, and obviously these shows are going to happen. I mean, yeah. they're going to pull one they're out once in a while. Up, right? I think we said in one of our episodes a couple, maybe last year, like somewhere between like the 20s and 30s, I don't even know, but... Um, I know we did mention that Raw is one of those shows where they'll let you down nine out of ten times, but that one time they'll give you a banger. Yep. So every out of yeah, right. Ever out of every ten shows. I mean, ten percent of the time you're good. That's not right. good, you know. It's like Sex Panther by yeah. Leon. <laughs> what what's the sixty percent of the time? It works every it time. It works every time. I think that the re- the reason why I made that statement is because there was a lot of wrestling actually on Monday yeah, Night Raw. Months. And I mean, you know, you did have you had all the top people wrestling. You didn't have your heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar, who was not on the show. But granted, you had your entertainment. You had the mixed tag match. And we closed the show with something title. completely different. So. Oh, yeah. We closed the show. And then we... Not, not 
not just that, but the fact that we have a new United States champion in Finn Balor who we thought was going to be printed on milk cartons and <laughs> given a shovel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he, he did the one hand out of the dirt thing. Yeah. yeah. Tomasa Ciampa still winning with roll-ups. It was a brand new song, which is really bad. I don't like it. He he explained as to why he, you know, obviously you can take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you know, I mean he's gonna choose to he, accept he, the fact that that's why he wanted to change the song, and and he actually, quote unquote, likes the change of the song or not. I mean, you know, that's at your discretion. I mean, he's he's not gonna say no. I don't like it. Well, yeah, yeah. If he's getting on TV and collecting he's, that TV. Money. Yeah, he's been waiting his whole life for this moment, and, right. he, and he once had it, but then he got hurt. But now he's gonna be. We talk about yes men in the company. He's gonna be like. I Definitely, mean, yes, man. Listen, he's on the back end. He's in that twilight of his career. He's also he is. He's 40-something years old. He is. I mean, and, and look, he had a banger of a match with Dolph Ziggler uh, a couple weeks ago, and he had another good tag match on NXT. And that now, was a real – actually, before I came over here, I just watched NXT. Yeah. Um, NXT was good, too. It was very good. Yeah. And now, Although Cora Jade just cannot she wrestle. Sucks. Get off of my TV screen. She sucks. Now I feel like she's wrestling like this on purpose. Because they're going to turn her heel at some point because the fans were booing her. Yeah, she's not good. She's not good. It's funny because the first time I ever saw her come out, she it's so, did the skateboard. It's so cheesy. And then, she, and then she's throwing up like the devil horn thing all all the whole match. I'm like, she might as well just walk corny. out to like Helena by My Chemical Romance or you Fucking know what I mean? Corny. And she has like the weird like emo girl tattoos on her arm and she wears like the beanie and she. she, she it's a gimmick that you can tell she's not comfortable with. Mm. But yet again, when we're living in a world of gimmicks where they aren't really that profound in wrestling, mm. I mean, besides Seth Rollins being the drip god, I mean, what's Kevin Owens' gimmick? What's Austin Theory's? You know what I mean? Like, I I'm get, glad yeah, these guys don't go have any gimmicks. To, yeah, it's hard to it's go. It's not like the 90s where you had Skinner and Typhoon and Earthquake and team <laughs> and Isaac Yankum and the Warlord and all these guys, but... Duke the um, Duke, the, you had a dumpster guy. You had right. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, right. who was the Brooklyn Brawler with face paint. Uh, it's just crazy how gimmicks have changed. But you know, back to Monday Night Raw, we saw something in the last forty minutes that we haven't seen in a while. It's the good old double heel turn back to back. Damian Priest entering the world of a, of a heel and Edge turning heel. Yeah, we. Uh, Depending on where we go, I want to talk about that edge thing because it made zero sense to me, and I'll I'll explain why. But go ahead. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Since we're here, the floor just, is yours, sir. Did we need a concerto at the beginning of this to now put AJ off for at least two weeks? If he comes back next week, that's bullshit. If he comes back the week after that, okay. Um. But like, and then he was already off TV for. About I mean, a WrestleMania week or so. is in four weeks. No, I know yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense. So why would you go there? He's so Edge is calling somebody out. Please come down. I want to fight you. Please, I, I need a match. That's I think we all knew saying. it was going to be AJ. No, we all knew this, but it's like then he answered AJ. So you either wanted it to be him the whole time without calling him out or whatever, and then you just get all like uh, psychotic. All of a sudden, you had old man Edge show back up and mm-hmm. you know just it didn't make a slew of sense now edge is really great at going back and then filling in those gaps for us so i don't doubt that he'll do it and by the time this match comes i'll be like oh yeah i forgot i said that which yeah, is I mean, fine but like looking at it in a in a you know in, in lens right now 
it just doesn't it didn't come off too well because it just didn't make sense as why they rushed to something you know the end all be all is to put that guy out he just came down answered your thing whatever you guys brawled for a hot second and then you hit him with two chairs you know like mm-hmm. that's where you end stuff if this is the way that the WWE is telling the story between two wrestlers that have devoted a lot of their time and <laughs> right. to the company and have done a lot for the company, then it went awfully pretty quick. Because, like we said, that's only what that's yeah. the only reason why I'm complaining. No, I mean it's just because, and it's a, I guess it's a nitpick of sorts. It's not really a nitpick. It's more so we're it's questioning the logic. direction how fast that they want to set the story because say if they did, I mean, not say it, but they did do the the concerto and they want to put uh, AJ out for two weeks when he was already just off for a minute. Yeah. So two weeks, you take him out, then you have two weeks to mania. Then you have basically two weeks to finish the story or, or have AJ get his revenge because that's how the build happens. And he low blowed him again. Yeah. There was about six. Somebody had posted it. Um, Oh, it must be a, low blow season for uh, styles and it's like all yeah. six and AEW you saw it too yeah mjf uh, low blow punk last night but i mean I- i'm gonna enjoy that match it to me it's gonna be i think it's gonna be on sunday because the saturday card is getting stacked that, pretty quickly yeah. and it was just announced that uh happy corbin yeah. and his undefeated streak of being the happiest one is going against Drew McIntyre on that's what, Sunday that's now. That's what we're going with? That's how they're promoting it is like he's undefeated yeah. as happy Corbin. They, they've said that multiple times. Uh, yeah. Well, they're referring to the fact that since he won big in Vegas. Yes. No, I understand. Hence the happy he's never lost. Right. Since, since the character change. Yeah, since the character change, he's never lost. Since he went so. from uh, tending bar at a TGI Fridays mm-hmm. to being in the poorhouse. Um, because he forgot to claim all his tip money and taxes. And, uh, you know, now we're at the happy Corbin. Now we're at the happy Corbin's part. I mean, that's just going to be, that's going to be a filler match on Sunday. To me, that's going to be McIntyre versus fucking Nick Papa Giorgio. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be like second half of the night in the middle somewhere thrown in there. But, um, I mean the card for WrestleMania, there are some matches that haven't been announced that, are going to be announced. Like we said, there's a lot of entertainment factor into WrestleMania this year, and we really just can't make any more speculations until the card fully gets announced. Yeah, Yeah, until the card gets developed. But, I mean, the speculations that we can say now is that Edge and Styles is going to be labeled as a marquee matchup. And if you look at AJ Styles' WrestleMania track record, he lost the first time he ever wrestled at WrestleMania. Mm, to, um, to, To Jericho, which... Is fine because it's Chris Jericho. It's not like when Chris Jericho lost to Fandango. That was a little crazy because, yeah. you know, they wanted to build the character of Fandango to go over and and in what argument people can say, but he was on my rush Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But I mean the track record of AJ Styles at WrestleMania, he's had some pretty marquee matches against big names. I don't know. He wrestled The Undertaker in his last match ever. Mm-hmm. Uh he's wrestled Randy Orton. He's wrestled uh, Kofi Kingston, who's a former um, WWE champion who had his prime mark at WrestleMania. Granted, it was a tag match last year, but still yeah. counts. He, you know, he's wrestled Shane. Shane McMahon. So, I mean, he's he's touched all aspects. He's touched a Shane McMahon yeah, match. He Shinsuke. touched the greatest of all time. The Shinsuke, Shinsuke match, which was very underwhelming. But still, though, he was put in that position as a champion. At champion. The time, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, 
AJ Styles deserves the, to be in that moment. The face is built as a face versus face, and then uh, Nakamura turned heel there with a low blow, and that's yeah. what started. All Absolutely, this. and he's the he's he's definitely deserved that spot. But that's what we need an AJ Styles for the wall. We need an AJ Styles low blow counter too, like a, you know how they have a schoolboy roll up counter normally. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, it's at least six. Yeah, it's at least six. And it, and maybe even more because all the times Nakamura got him, mm-hmm. that that was at least three times. Before I forget, while we're on WrestleMania, I saw that there are no plans for these three wrestlers for WrestleMania. Bailey, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. I... There are no plans for them for WrestleMania. Even though Asuka's available to come back, oh, Bailey's going to come back after Mania. That's fine because... And... That... That's fine. Yeah. Have that surprise. But yeah. even though Alexa Bliss came back in Saudi Arabia, granted, she was probably and only back because on they Monday. wanted them back. Yeah. Right? Them meeting the people of Saudi Arabia, wanted her to come back. They paid for her to come back. That They paid for Goldberg and for everybody else to come back. She will not be a part of WrestleMania this year. Will she be in the Women's Battle Royal? Maybe. But to have a main match at WrestleMania, that's not going to happen. There's only going to be don't three. You think they can shoehorn anything in no, this time? No. So that's like official, no. official. Yeah. There's only going to be three, in my opinion, three women's matches at Mania. And they all seem to be on the. I'm one not going. I'm not going to include the the battle royal. Right. There's there's going to be. You have the women's tag match. The women's tag just, match, which, just which came is about. which makes no sense yeah, in my I have opinion. No clue what that's about either. I mean, yeah, Sasha got brought up as Team Bad back in the day with Tamina and Naomi, but like. You're just going to throw Sasha into the tag division with Naomi. Granted, Naomi's kind of been hitting that stride recently mm-hmm. with the Saudi Arabia match and the fact that she had a whole program at Sonya Deville, right? So the the payouts from that, right? Sonya Deville's wrestling Ronda Rousey on SmackDown tomorrow, and the payout for Naomi is that she's going to get a WrestleMania match against Sasha Banks, who was 0-6 at WrestleMania. Right, that's almost like a Against Vega and yeah. Carmella, who haven't wrestled on television in God knows when. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't be surprised And I think if... they acknowledged it on Monday, too. What, that that Banks hasn't won? No, no, that um, Carmella and uh, Queen Zelina haven't wrestled. I yeah, think, they like, should. The two of them in a backstage promo had mentioned it. Like, it mm-hmm. came up as part of the conversation. Absolutely. Which is smart, because... It's obvious that, and and the fact that the WWE's touching about that means that they're noticing what we're noticing now. Yes, right. And with WrestleMania season going on, so there's a lot of plan. Like if you look at the layout of wrestlers, there's a lot of wrestlers that are left in the WWE that don't have any matches at WrestleMania as of now. Right, and an already thin roster. We're still talking about guys who still guys and and and, and women who still don't have a match. You know, that's that's still actually really crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, the speculation is that Kevin Owens is going to wrestle Stone Cold. Sami Zayn is going to wrestle Johnny Knoxville. Austin Theory is going to wrestle Pat McAfee. There's three guys right there. Well, but... I, I hope it ends up being that Ricochet wrestles um, with Knoxville in the corner uh-huh. versus uh, Sami. I hope that's what ends up happening. Ricochet is the number two babyface. I've Smackdown. seen listed on the internal roster sheet. Which is crazy that there's an internal roster sheet. You know, like they have their own thing. So who the hell is Ricochet? Out? I know. Right? Well, there's only apparently like two baby faces. It's Ricochet and uh, and McIntyre. Really? In in the that doesn't include tag teams. That doesn't include tag. Because I was going to say Big E and Kofi's bigger than Ricochet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, former champions. Yeah, the former world <laughs> yeah, champions. You got you got Ricochet, yeah. who who won the North American title against Adam Cole at Brooklyn and, Takeover, and, and then he got handed a shovel. Yeah, right. And he got the well, he had the U.S. Championship for a hot. He cup did. Of yeah, he had a, he had a good run with Styles. That was a fun program, mm-hmm. right? But then he got lost really quick. And then he was included in a Money in the Bank match just because he's small and does flips. Mm. But now the fact that, I mean, I'm a Ricochet fan. I've always been a Ricochet oh, fan. Oh, yeah, you know that. does the thing. <laughs> yeah, I've been a Ricochet fan for a while. I saw him in his first match in Brooklyn and wrestle in that ladder match in NXT. And, you know, it, it, if it turns out that he's going to be part of WrestleMania and if Johnny Knoxville is involved and... So be it, man. So be it. I mean, Let the, these guys, the guy, however you get on is however you get on yeah. at this point. You Remember... Know what I mean? Go as ahead. long as you're not on the pre-show, yeah. you have to make that money. Right? Remember, we are in the time of WWE where it's sports entertainment, where the entertainment has been more visible than I've ever. I've seen you just post that. You just po- you commented on the exposed the history- turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is the biggest time, I think, in my viewership of watching wrestling for... I've been, viewership I've been, tenure? Yeah. I've been watching wrestling for 31 years, and... This is the most entertainment I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Attitude Era had a lot of entertainment with DX and just random shit. GTV, The Birth of a Hand by Mae Young. It doesn't matter what it is, but they still had good wrestling behind it because the superstars were were there wrestling. Mm -hmm. Now we're in the time where there's streaming platforms, there's sponsorships, there's... I think that's why. Fucking everything else. That's why. Right? Technology is turning this yes. into an entertainment right. part. And and they keep morphing with the times, yeah. which, you know, that's either a plus or a minus, depending but, on what lens you're looking through. It but for the first time the other night on Raw, I forgot that it was sports entertainment. They had a lot of good matches. They had Kevin Owens and... You had Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins against Alpha Academy... Did you see Randy Orton's injury? That shit looked like it fucking hurt. Yeah, that was a good match with Street I did, Profits. I, 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 I didn't. Catch that made it me a little nervous. Live, but when I went back and I looked, he, at la- it, he well, landed right on his ribs. Yeah, and that was a botched finish. And, and they just it didn't went, look they good. They went yeah. to the finish. Yeah, yeah. You had Balor against Damian Priest, which caught everybody off guard. You had a six woman tag match where you had Becky Lynch actually I, wrestle on Monday Night and, Raw. And we you, haven't seen that in I know. so long. And did you see what time it came on? I think it was like eight forty three. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And I it, said that to Aubrey. I was like, whoa. And, and she's like, what? I said they're going on. And I looked at my watch because I thought it was the top of the hour. It's not nine o'clock. Yeah, it wasn't nine o'clock. Did you notice the same thing that I noticed too? Like after the program in the beginning with Alpha Academy and Rollins and Owens on the KO show. That was talking, promo, whatever. Right. But then it was a match. The shoosh. I love. They have, che- they have shirts I now love because of that. Alpha Academy. They, love them. It went match to match to match to match. Mm-hmm. It, like, Instead the flow, of like, talking segment. The flow was whatever, good. Yeah. Now, that's USA and Raw. Tomorrow and SmackDown, we're, we may see something completely different because who we opens the show? Seen. Who opens the show? Roman Reigns opens the show every fucking week for about 15 to 18 minutes. Our tribal chief, y'all. Our tribal chief. He he sacrifices eight, 15 minutes of the show to get his message across. And, Sacrifice. You know what I mean? And now the fact that it's hard because when you have someone that... When you have Roman and Brock headlining WrestleMania... You know that they're not going to wrestle each other or wrestle anybody else from now until yeah. Mania. Yep. You know that right away. It's not like... Or if they do it, some Fugazi six-man tag where they're in for a hot tag. And not that Brock is going to Brock be wrestling, will, but you know what, what Brock I'm will at. never be part of a six-man tag, yeah. in my opinion. I think that he views it as a waste of his time. 
I and, mean, and, is any right? Yeah, it is, yeah, it is right. And I, I don't think that... I mean, we did see a lot of wrestling on Raw because the names weren't main event names leading into the biggest event of the year. Correct. Right? Yeah, Becky Lynch, okay. But we got Ronda Rousey tomorrow wrestling against Sonya Deville. She's main eventing night one. So... Well, that's different. Yeah, it's different. She needs to work. She needs because, to, yeah. good Lord, her punches So, suck. if anybody wants or if anybody actually thinks that Roman and Brock are going to have some kind of wrestling match, may not be against each other. Now, I did. But you're really, not going to see it unless it's a dark match, I and really that's only with like Reigns. I that, um, that contract signing, though. That was good. That, that promo that uh, Reigns did, mm-hmm. he's like, you're here because of me. This is my show. That was actually really That was good. That was fine. Like, they can go. Yeah. Right? Brock. We're seeing a They're doing of, really good work. Yeah, it's just how we choose to look at it. Like, oh, here we go again because of the way the show is. It depends on how you why, how and why you watch wrestling. Yes, if you watch yes, wrestling, yes, yes, because of entertainment, this is right down your alley. If you're a smart mark that watches wrestling for wrestling, it's not your cup of tea. Right. Wednesday I'm might be kind of, for I'm you. kind of in the middle, right? But even though last night on Wednesday on Dynamite. There were a lot of backstage tape promos. There were a lot of promos in the ring, and the wrestling was was okay, right? They Served put a, the purpose. Yeah, they put a lot of time leading up to Revolution. Put a lot of time in the MJF Punk angle because they finally boiled over to the fact that everybody knew that MJF was lying. See, that's why I'm saying, and I said this like a, an episode or two ago that that feud needs to close the show. Mm-hmm. It might. It it literally it is now a blood feud. You know that he didn't cut himself. It was no, a blood. I know. It was a blood, it was blood capsule. capsule. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how it, they it did that. Red. I don't know because it happened really quick. Yeah, like I was trying to. Like, I wonder if he had it like in his pocket. Yeah, probably. And then just like, or somebody, you know, here. Yeah. Slitter, you know. You it's know, funny. Like I, t- TV, I tap myself you know? in the head like people can see what I'm doing. You know what I mean? But like, um, they're so good at it. It's like, uh, yeah. Gosh, uh. It looked good. Yeah. It looked. It looked too fake. If that makes sense. Because it was too red. It was very red. Yeah. Normally, blood is like that maroon color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sangre. Yeah. This is kind of this was too red. But so to the blood aspect of that, that needs to close the show. It does because everything that also came about. We're jumping with, back and forth. I know. And I'm sorry. Who, who really cares? We're, we're just into it today. I today really we're care. hot. Today we're hot. Um, we will get th- to the namesake of this episode and yeah. what we were teasing, but um, you know that MJF stuff, like I said, needs to close the show. And the reason why is because I don't really think this Adam Cole Hangman Page is going to be a banger, mm-hmm. but they haven't really given it enough time to breathe. No, it hasn't. MJF has gotten personal. There, he's dropping. We said, talked about this last week, I believe. Like probably one of the best promos in, in recent least, memory. In recent memory. Yeah. Um, it's getting this attention now. Uh, now we have the introduction of blood. Let's say. I mean, everybody and knew that there was going to be blood in this match anyway. A dog collar match, obviously right. blood. More importantly, real blood. The time. interaction between him and Wardlow. That's going to set the tone. Yes. Yes. And that's um, why I think there's there's like four things that you're invested in with that one feud versus the world title picture, mm-hmm. where it's just like. Eh. We're going to see that boil over this weekend, in my opinion. I think Wardlow is going to get involved in this match. I because uh, I thought he were good. They were going to go to fisticuffs. I think he's going to cost him the match. Yes, you'll have a a semi clean finish, and then you'll mm-hmm. get into this finally this Wardlow turn. Yeah, um, I mean Ward, I be Wardlow is better. very over with the fans. Yes, he feeds he feeds his gimmick off of that. Um, 
we finally saw him kind of turn with Sean Spears last night where mm-hmm. Sean Spears every week tries to hit the opponent with the chair when he's pinned. <laughs> Wardlow takes the chair, gets in his face backstage talking about his right. ladder match. MJF slaps him in the face. Now, if nothing happens, I between... pay you. You're my security. Yes. You're not owned by AEW. Right. I own you. He brings basically. that up from something a couple months ago. Yeah. Now, if Wardlow doesn't do anything, if the thing with MJF doesn't happen, he's first going to go after Spears. Yes. To get to absolutely, right. you have to. So you're gonna have another sort of chase. You set sort of yourself deal. up, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, so Wardlow, however it gets there, we know where the end game is. Wardlow hasn't. And it's a good road to go down. Yeah, he hasn't had many big matches against big names. This actually. would be. This would make make him. Honestly. I take that back. The AEW Dynamite that I was at, he faced the Blade in his longest match on television. I think it was like seven or eight minutes. And he actually worked on selling an angle because the blade was like going against his knee the whole time. So like he was mm-hmm. selling an angle in that I match. Heard, yeah. And it actually went to a commercial break. I mean, yeah, he did wrestle CM Punk, but that was basically based around the whole MJF angle. And again, he wrestled Cody Rhodes in a cage, but that was based off of the fact that MJF fed Rhodes Wardlow to further set their right. feud going. This is that and was the all first that, time, and all you kept saying, NJF is the centerpiece of all of this. He is, so it yeah. makes sense for this big blow off to come. Absolutely, and the soon. fact that Punk is an AEW quote, he wants to work with younger talent. You know what is so it? He, Double or nothing is right around the corner, which yeah. is May, right? Yeah, it's in so, Vegas. You know, that's probably where you're likely to see this too. So I mean, you know. or maybe we'll see something like a Wardlow Punk tag against MJF and Spears. Maybe we'll see that. Maybe we'll see to further the yeah to further. I mean, you could put that match on. It doesn't Dynamite. seem tiring yet because you haven't quite seen it. No, you know the groundwork for it is there because it's been laid out. So it at least this was probably the best you. time for them to start laying the groundwork, knowing that a, that a pay per view is coming up the same weekend. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, you're giving the fans who watch wrestling to look more into the fact that Wardlow could cost MJF this match. Right. Like I that, think that's what everybody's that expectation was like, is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that was either a good tell or you're having a really good poker face because to but try either to... Either way, it's still great storytelling. It, it is it, great storytelling. got you right here in the palm of your hand. They did. Because you want to know which way it's going to go because you can see it going the both whole, ways and it the makes whole, sense. The whole feud... That's what's key. The whole segment last night was good because you had Punk get turned by MJF. Mm-hmm. You had the beatdown, you had the blood, you had the introduction of the gimmick, which is the dog collar, and then you had the run-in by the faces with no music. You had Guevara, uh, Darby Allen, and Sting come down the center ramp, try to try to you know save the day. You know how normally music gets played? Like, there's no music played. Yeah, like, yeah. you didn't know what was coming. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like an old-school way to get it going. Very. And um, I mean, I think the match is going to be good. Yeah, but gave you wrestling elements, Mm -hmm. so that's a the best way to combine what we like. Yeah, right. It is. Now you know you can't blame AEW. I mean, they're they're doing really great work, and you know me, I'm I I slander them at any chance I get. You do, but I really appreciate AEW to you was like the new day for me, right? You don't want to talk about it, and every time you talk about it, you get upset by a little bit, but then sometimes things turn around Some a little slip bit. slip in, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Oops, wrong hole. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Today's not Sunday. Um, it's not my birthday. <laughs> yeah. But a big thing that happened last night in AEW, which made huge news. Now, 
Now, it doesn't matter. Now, the dirt sheets can either be a blessing in disguise for fans out there, or the dirt sheets can really be something that a let's lot how, of... Uh, let's see how Tom views it. How do you view it? No, I mean, I view the dirt sheets you, as... You bathe in it, so it's got to so, be so, sometimes glorious. I, you know, I bathe in them, but sometimes, you know, the dirt sheets can be wrong. And on a lot of information yesterday about the dirt sheets was the fact that it wasn't Tony Khan doing what he did. It was the fact that the AEW reached a streaming service settlement with, with HBO, HBO Max. Max. They thought it was. Now... Yeah. That's if he's going to do that, that's huge, because if you can catalog every dynamite, every pay-per-view, every rampage, every dark elevation, everything that has AEW related, which nobody can go back to other than maybe a YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that the big announcement was that he bought Ring of Honor between for the price for the steep or for the cheap price of between 30 and 40 million dollars. That's nothing to him. That's nothing to him. That's like like a pair of shoes. Yeah. Thirty to forty million to him is like, I don't know. All right, especially when it's your dad's money. Yeah, good old Shad. Yeah, Shad Khan. Yeah, like literally forty million dollars to him is. Where does he get just his like money pennies. from? Doesn't he have hotels or something? Who or Khan? I don't know, but I know his dad owns a soccer team in England, and he, yeah, owns, and he the owns the Jaguars. Jags, but I mean, the Jaguars haven't had to sell a game all year, but whatever. Um. But Ring of Honor is now owned by Tony Khan. So what does that mean? The entire Ring of Honor library, the entire Ring of Honor, everything, all property of Ring of Honor, the wrestlers, everything. So what does this mean? This means that you're going to see talent. You're going to see more talent enter Ring of Honor from AEW. And you can see Ring of Honor talent enter. How do you you view that? I I see the positives, but the negatives are, are... Or glaring. I view I, unless I, they uh, get so uh, you know our, our buddy Garrett, who we used to work with at Seabrook, he um, he uh, tagged me <clears throat> in a post on Facebook about this, mm-hmm. and I had said to him, I said, "This is great, but once again, more business. You know, not more in this case. A lot of mouths isn't to feed. Good. A lot of yeah, mouths to feed. A lot of mouths to feed. A lot you of know, cards a, get shuffled. Right. Yep. So the only good that would come about is if you get rid of a program or, or somehow." get another one because you need more programming uh, and i said they yeah. would need a great saturday morning wrestling show that's old school that's what i'm talking about that's really old school well like a superstars like yeah. wrestling challenge uh-huh. like yeah uh, yeah you never know with that i mean but yeah it's 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 something to think about it it's, I, it's I, in the right direction I'm trying to let it marinate in my mind yeah <clears throat> but it would be roh based that's not bad but you got to have some AEW talent involved to get the well, eye on the show. Of course, of course. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing that he gets out of this is the whole video library, because well, now you springboard this first announcement into a match with the first two people who had a match in ROH, which was Christopher Daniels and and who's fifty one years old. By I the way. know. Um, but if you can get a streaming service based off of the Ring of Honor alone, because remember, Ring of Honor, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Bryan. I think it's all about momentum yeah. now. And Dan- then now, go figure that all the people in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame that they're coming out with happen to be three-quarters of them yeah. AEW talent. Yeah, but I'm just going to shoot out these names. Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, Samoa, Samoa Joe, Joe, Kevin Owens, uh, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, uh, the Briscoes, um, the and Young Bucks. got to be like... High you know what I mean? Kenny Omega. All these names were in Ring of Honor. Now you own that yeah. library. So that's going to give a streaming service or a network provider the motivation 
You're going to have because that Because there's fuel. other content. It's yeah, all about it's content. Content. Yeah. content is king right now. Um, that's why people are like, well, you got to give them more. You got to give them more because the way we digest stuff is so quick. Yeah. We, we, we eat one thing and shit it out the next. So, I mean. And we want the next thing. For them to get a streaming contract, that's the next thing for him. Yes. Right. And who did it first in the world of professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen? The the topic of our show today, you know, like when we when we say that we do shows with topics like, yeah, we did a rock episode. We did a taker episode. We did shows about gimmicks and shows about underrated and overrated big guys. We did uh, like this dark one, side of the ring. Yeah. Dark episode, side of the ring. You know, like, like this one. No copyright infringement there. But, you know, this topic is the fact that for one hundred and one episodes, we have talked about. The art and sport of professional wrestling. And what better way to get over the hump of 100 episodes leading into the future of this podcast is to talk about no one other than the godfather of professional wrestling, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Kennedy. So when when you when you talk about Vince McMahon, do you talk about the ruthless aggression era of him being a... Not not aggression era, but the ruthless aggressor, I guess you can say, of <laughs> his early time in wrestling, poaching people around. Do you talk about him being the greatest heel in professional wrestling during the 90s? Uh, where to start? I mean, where do you start with him? Like, you, where ha- You can do episodes on each, like... Where do you start? Time periods of you know Vince. I mean? Like, Vince time... Vince, uh, every decade, Vince has a new thing. Yeah. The 80s, it was about him taking over the world. Mm-hmm. The 90s Posing, was... Right? Yeah, the 90s, 90s was... Well, in the nineties was split. Yeah, the nineties was the nineties yeah. was arguably his best time, his best in his. It was the best of times. It was the worst of yeah, times. The steroid trials and the declining numbers of WWF, and then guess what? The Attitude Era, boom, done. Two yep. thousands, he, he he basically flipped from ninety five, the first half of ninety five to the second half of ninety five. Mm-hmm. Changed, yeah, it was completely different. But I mean, if you look at what he did for professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, it dates back to his father. <laughs> Not just for professor wrestling, it's for wrestlers too. Yeah. I mean, good and bad. You know, Dark Side of the Ring proved that point. Yeah, I mean, a la if, Snuka. If, <laughs> I mean, a lot if, of money if, out of it. If, if, goes if, away, guys. Yeah, if you really want to take this as a grain of salt, you can just say that he is a con man. He is a ruthless businessman. He is a saint in the eyes of some wrestlers. He is, i.e., the Undertaker, and and William Regal, right? He's given yeah. so many people second chances. It's it's how you look at this. So I mean, you know, we're gonna just just talk about him in general, things they may not know. But I mean, leading into WrestleMania, he created an event that, first of all, still going on to this day, thirty eight, right? When 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 people them. think of wrestling. Like if if you walk down the street and he you say, the "Give me the name of a professional wrestling event," oh man, WrestleMania. You know what I mean? That's it. You know, two things I think that people know everything about: the Super Bowl and WrestleMania. Yeah, honestly, you know what American, I mean? American, I uh, part of Americana. Everybody watched wrestling. And I think that's the point. I don't care who you are. It can be your ninety-year-old aunt. It can be your six-year-old cousin. That's right. Everybody in this world has at least watched one match mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. Absolutely. I don't care what it is. You can say that. You can't say that about everything. Yeah. You really can't. You know what I mean? Has everybody watched a hockey game? Maybe not. Has everybody ever watched, you know, an NBA Finals game? Maybe not. But people have watched wrestling because of Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So this is like this is the... more so. I, let me let me uh, piggyback off of that. More so because of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Because it was around. Because we go back to the territories. Mm-hmm. When Vince makes this company go, well, global. Mm-hmm. Now more eyes are on the product. More people are watching wrestling, and this name, this brand, as we were watching him talk to Pat McAfee, is everywhere. It is. And to him, as he said. Around the world. He made wrestling a brand. His brand is what's important. He did things in early career that you would say, wow. He went on TBS World Championship Wrestling and he was on there. Like, you don't do that. Right? You don't bring a company like ECW into the beginning of your flagship show of Monday Night Raw in the early 90s. And you give them the exposure. Right. You have to be right? a madman. You got to be crazy to do shit like that. Because, yeah, that's getting your eyes on a different product. But at the same time, you're sharing the wealth, making yourself look good for everybody else to get those wrestlers to come to, to want to work for you. Right. Right. And now, I mean, uh, you know, uh, backstage politics and, you know, the way people feel about things right now, the climate of backstage area in the WWE set aside. Mm hmm. You know, just to focus on on v, uh, VKM and everything else, you know, he he really is is the guy. Oh yeah. There's only, you know, there, Mount Rushmore has four people. He's all four of them. You kiss the ring where you, when you see Vince McMahon, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Every wrestler that works well, for him, ass, right? yeah. <laughs> Every wrestler that works for him is he like automatically good... catapults him into like another echelon. Know, yeah, they. It's just like a continuation of thanking you and thanking you, and, you know, and thanking him and thanking him. Even when you're someone as low as Tazawa, who's never on television, or Drew Gulak, they everyone owes their life to this guy because not many people work in the WWF. You got to have something about you yeah. to get you in this door. You know what I mean? And the fact that he takes these wrestlers, right? I mean, he may not keep all of them. We know that. <laughs> yes. Right? We may not keep all of that. This but, is true. But he'll he'll get these people on television for a certain reason, whether it's 10 seconds or it's 10 hours. It doesn't matter and what it is. you make the most of those 10 yeah. seconds. His brain, like we were talking about while well, we were listening to the Pat McAfee, he's talking about how... Which I'm going to go back and watch yeah. when we finish. When so we many things. The, the guy fucking trains at 1.30 in the morning at 3 o'clock. He's 76 years old. And I I just want to know what's in his mind, right? Because he's made some questionable decisions in his life. Yes. Right? Look but at, says that he regrets none of them because he doesn't. once he makes it, it's already in the past. Now Vince McMahon is is the is the quintessential it's either a yes or it's a no. There's no gray area. Yeah. And move past it when I'm done with it. Uh-huh. I'm done with it. There is one there is one thing though that he did that he probably lingers in his head. And that, in my opinion, it's the Owen Hart thing. It's it, that, it's well, it, it's the Owen Hart thing. That's more... going to live rent free in his head, and he made that bet on that yeah. one. So that that is the... he made that bet. He's lying in that. Yeah. But and that's probably something Pat was trying to get to. But you know, Vince that's going to give you. I bet you Vince too. wouldn't talk about that. Yeah. I bet you they went over that before the show and said we're not I talking got, no, about Owen understood. Hart. No, understood. Yeah. Yeah. But look at some of the decisions that he made. Look, or he's going to end up like Bob Costas. Yeah. Look at <laughs> where he wanted to fight him on yeah. television. Look at what he did with Owen's brother, Brett. Right? Brett screwed Brett. That whole contract situation, he got 
a black eye and, and be, the shit beat out of him by Bret Hart. of that incident. That's when Mr. McMahon was born. Well, right. And another era and another tier this mm-hmm. company went to because of something personal, because of how he operates. Mm-hmm. And he figured out, hey, wait, let's just turn this up a little bit. A lot of See, a lot of people think that the Attitude Era was born when he's doing the vignette in front of the Warzone sign with the trash barrels and he's and talking about the fucking... And out, yeah. When he's talking about the fucking, you know... Things on fire, people jumping out, yeah. A lot of people think that that's when the Attitude Era started. The Attitude, the attitude started... The Attitude Era started when when Bret Hart wrote WCW in the air and Vince McMahon got his, got his lights knocked out in Canada in the back of the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs Coliseum because... Of a promise that he didn't keep towards one of his most loyal wrestlers. Bret Hart basically held him hostage with a bounty over his head for his contract, right? That's not good business, right? So Vince pulled the plug. Screwjob happened. Even though some people think that the screwjob never really existed, it doesn't really matter because those three people that know if it's true or false, Bret Hart, Vince McMahon, and Shawn Michaels, that's it, in my opinion. That's it. I think nobody else knows except those three guys. If Whether that it's information, a work or it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one knows that. But if it, if that, it, that's a, I will go to my grave yeah. and maybe yeah. on my last dying breath, I'll tell yeah. you. Like to me, some of the biggest mysteries in the world was that was that true or false? Where is Jimmy Hoffa? Right, right. We already yep. talked about Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa. Hoffa. Where is, is he Jimmy Hoffa? Is he buried under giant stadium? Is he dead or is he alive? Right, something stupid as that. And then I always say to myself. Did Brett really screw Brett or did the screwdriver really happen or was it really just a way to get the uh, or was Brett Hart sent to WCW to sabotage them and to crumble everything into oh, the hands ju- of Mitch just, McMahon? Just like our, our boy Vince Russo. Yeah, right. absolutely. He played decoy. It's an inside job. Right. Yeah, it's an inside job. But that was the birth of McMahon. Mr. McMahon, right. the character. Just like and they the, say, jet fuel doesn't melt. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. The nine eleven was an inside job. There's no way nine eleven was an inside <laughs> no, job. No, I'm just saying that no, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Um that was the birth of that character. And that character that character propelled professional wrestling into the lunar world that we live in because right. of that. Another moment. stratosphere, man. And we're only everybody, guess what we're doing? We're looking up yeah. to him. We're lo- all looking up. We are. Including AEW, who's mirroring mm-hmm. in this uh, business model, as See, you should, uh, as as we can so call it. A lot of smart fans out there think that AEW is beating WWE. Absolutely not. Okay, no, because you if you look have, at their books, they'll tell you other. You can have financial books yeah. to tell you otherwise. But if I'm Dynamite and I have a million viewers, I'm perfectly fine. I'm happy. I cracked a million. Well, guess what? Fox says differently. Okay, if Fox has three and a half million, that's a bad day. Three and a half, you're tripling your content between your highest show and, you know what I mean? Three and a half million on a Friday, one million on a Wednesday. People think that AEW has the upper hand on Vince. Uh-uh. No one has the upper hand on Vince McMahon in the, in the world of professional wrestling because he created it. He wrote the rules and regulations of professional wrestling and how to be a ruthless leader but still get your matches across to the point where people like us who will talk about not watching the program... We will. I always say this. I will not watch Raw today if this happened. <laughs> yeah, I will not watch SmackDown if this happened. You said I will that a not couple watch. Weeks ago. I said that publicly three episodes ago. That and then probably ten episodes before that. I said and then this twenty before so that. many times. I said I was embarrassed to be a professional wrestling fan while I watched the Royal Rumble. And guess what? 
I fucking watched Monday Night Raw the next day, right? Because he created this cocktail that you drink and you fucking just become mesmerized by everything about wrestling. You can't let it go. You really can't. Even like you, for example, how how many years didn't you watch it for? Well, four, five. Well, more than that. I I just fell out of the product. I mean, yeah. life happened. I mean, you know, you and I had discussed this. Like college came. You know, um, my my girlfriend, which is now my wife. You know, all that all happened mm-hmm. at one time. Um, and until you and I hooked up, well, that sounds weird. Until yeah. you and I like worked together. Worked together. Yeah. Um, that's when I got back into it because we just had like in. Uh, it started with Taking Back Sunday, and then it entered into a conversation about wrestling. But agree with me that I think that I can clearly say, and I think that you can clearly say, that something about the program that he produces sucks you right back in. Oh, absolutely. Even if it's garbage, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is campy. Why am I still watching this? I can't believe that they did this. Really? As And these are the thoughts going through your mind in a three-hour program. Uh, mm-hmm. While I'm watching Monday in a two-hour program on on Fridays, and guess what, my ass still will DVR it and still watch it live, and yeah. make sure I don't miss anything. And I'm also here today doing episode 101 of the world's <laughs> uh, most dangerous podcast. Yes. So now, I just I, I I'm sorry I, I had to, I had to backtrack a little bit about something I just read. Vince oh McMahon offered Pat McAfee a match at WrestleMania against a worthy opponent. So now, oh, we know. It's so now it's going to be Austin Theory. Let's just get that out of here. Everyone thinks that seventy-six-year-old Vince McMahon is going to wrestle against Pat McAfee. That's not going to happen. So it's going to be Pat McAfee against um, Theory. So whatever, that's fine. But what Vince did, right, as Mister McMahon. But look at what he did with Stone Cold. Like a lot of people like think of the whole attitude era. First of all, the attitude era changed professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're getting ten million views on a fucking uh Sunday night heat episode, right? You're getting thirteen million, twenty million I, views I, I on do, just I random raw. I do I do miss that Sunday night heat. Yeah. It was just different. It was like an hour on MTV for a while. Like it was, yeah, it was, it awesome. was just different. Yeah. It was yeah, it was taped after or taped before Raw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it was like Botchamania or like squash matches, but at the same time, it the moved, best one would be things, right? It the best ones lines. were the ones that were before the pay per views because yes. Austin gets jumped by somebody at Unforgiven '97, right? See, here's my thing. Here, why wouldn't you want to bring this back in this day and age where media and you can basically go from my phone to my television and follow all this? More seamlessly than you used to be able to when you had to buy the pay per view yeah. after watching it off a of cable, you know. Well, there's more ways to get that that content. Why wouldn't you want to bring that back and, and replicate that or, or or tweak it to fit how you do now? Like uh, that that's so that's so sorely missing this day and age is something like a Sunday Night Heat the way mm-hmm. it would carry into the pay per view. Yeah. Now you can say, well, that's why we have the pre-show. Or well, the pre-show no, doesn't do same. anything. It's not the same. All the pre-show is is a it's match that got put in the back for... burner and then just storylines. And guess what? Those same video packages, guess what? When it starts, you're going to see the same shit again. You know what I mean? But, um, what? well, back to 
what you said about pay-per-view. I mean, what Vince McMahon did for pay-per-view was ridiculous, too, for wrestling, by the way. Yeah, circuit television. That, uh, like, that gets very swept under the rug. Which you're like, trying to do I'm with go to this mo- pay-per-view yeah. coming up on Revolution. It's really right? funny because Tony Khan's dipping into the Vince McMahon bag. 1985, people were going to fucking theaters yeah, to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, 1985 called. It wants its yeah. fucking promotion back. And yeah. I'm talking to you last week about me going to the fucking Cinemark on 35 yes. at Hazlitt yes. to watch AEW Revolution. I'm saying to myself... Where am I? Where what am, time I? am I? You know what I mean? Let's go get a tab soda. Yeah. Like 1985. And do a called. rail yeah. off of some, some old movie scene. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand if, if AEW is producing like these shows across the countries at like these big viewing events and everything. But if I'm going to Cinemark on 35 and Hazlitt to watch fucking AEW Revolution. Oh, there, yeah. There's a wrestling bar in Park Slope, Brooklyn. I'm told my brother to go to because he lives in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. close to the Barclays. I said, he's got to do research for me. I said, just okay. go out there for me. Yeah. And and they are a bar. Like, why didn't we think of this? What a wrestling theme bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, where we were trying to do yeah. like a food, a breakfast place too. Yeah, I mean, like, you, well, whatever. You, yeah, I mean, wrestling. I mean, wrestling's in the realm where you can devote any thing wrestling, to wrestling. There's not a lot of yeah. stuff out there, so that there's really not. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, you're saying, well, you know, it's like a small niche. No, not really. No, remember, it's not. Cause, remember, because wrestling fans are the most pa- or some of the most passionate yet underrated fans out there in the business like we, us yeah we said that during our interview with the patch i think we said that in our phone interview we, where they, we said we like talking about this because we are so invested in the product and invested like we're invested in the the yeah. product the entertainment the entertainment I mean, it's the entertainment which it seems to be unheard of but either, which all dates back to vince mcmahon right and even before he coined that term what is it mm-hmm. in the essence of professional wrestling for years and years and years it's an event. It is entertainment that you go to see. It's not a premium live event. He's no. got to drop that part. But uh, go I know. Ahead. I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's a pay-per-view, it's man. P- it's always, It's like it, it, it's just nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I, it's a premium live event, I guess, you know, in today's time, whatever. But it's, you know, we're not talking as like Coachella, but, no. you know, come on. I um, mean, you never know. Isn't Coachella three days? Yeah, and we're WrestleMania now Wrestle- too. Imagine WrestleMania is three days now. I'm, I mean, if NXT didn't end up on uh, earlier Saturday, that's going to be a long fucking day. And I don't that's going to be gonna, a good day. Uh, I think I'm working that weekend, so I think I'm going to take off. But I got to see. I got to. I was supposed to go to a concert on that Saturday. The Menzingers are playing at Starland. I bought a ticket already. I may sell my ticket. Ooh. I, I just saw the lead singer in Asbury. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. oh, you just need to... <laughs> yeah, I may sell my ticket because, again, because I've, I have drank the potion, right? I have Damn. taken it all in. Yeah, I got to work. I, I, I am getting sucked in by, by the vortex of Vince McMahon. And also, right? would you be saying the same thing if this wasn't WrestleMania season? No. Okay. If if well, it, if I this mean, if this was bad blood or this was you know <laughs> if this was backlash if this was back WrestleMania backlash WrestleMania, or if me. this was I don't know Roadblock whatever the names are these days well, that's then the no NXT one for two then no but I mean the fact that you're gonna have AT and T Stadium with seventy thousand people for a two night event known as WrestleMania where growing up WrestleMania was like Christmas for us Wrestle this is our Christmas like WrestleMania. Yeah. Is our Super Bowl? It's our Christmas. It's the biggest it's holiday, holiday event of the year. It's, right. it's our holiday, damn it! Right. And I told you, um, 
I mean, I don't know. I, I said this we on had, the podcast. You came, I, you came over. You and your wife came over. We had a fucking two-day bender watching NXT and the Hall of Fame ceremony and, uh, yeah. and WrestleMania. It because was, It was a it weekend. Gets, it was it's a, a WrestleMania it was, party. It was it a gets WrestleMania every, weekend. People have parties for this. Like yeah. This is what this is what it transcends. Your wife made wrestling-themed snacks. Yes. Like, no one says, hey, let's, let's have a... Unforgiven party? No, no. Let, let's have an AEW Revolution party. No, I'm gonna have a fucking WrestleMania party. You have right? a Mania party and, and maybe a Rumble party. Yeah, you know, I mean, and Money in the Bank is kind of creeping up there too. Yeah, that's true. Money in the Bank is 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 it, Money in the Bank is the number third pay per view in the rotation. Yes, correct. It goes Mania, Rumble, Survivor Series, Money in the Bank, out. Survivor Series is four. Mm-hmm. Because even though it's a, it, there's no stipulation, like all the stipulation matches, like. I'm putting Survivor Series above Hell in a Cell. I'll put it above Elimination Chamber, but not above Money in the Bank because yeah. so much can happen in one night in that, yeah. in that aspect. But, I mean, um, if, you, if you look at what Vince did as a wrestler in the late 90s, the feuds that he had with Stone Cold, right, that brought so many people into professional wrestling. That brought so many eyes on your product. That brought so many eyes and different networks. And like, that's a like name MTV that you know. You know, you you say The Rock, you say Stone Cold, and yeah. you say Vince McMahon, all really all in the same breath. Yeah, because they all fed off of each other at DX that time. DX too. Yeah, and and the Undertaker, mm. right? The corporate ministry, definitely, the ministry, definitely the Undertaker. hoisting hoisting Stephanie McMahon up on a fucking Undertaker logo Which he above didn't Raw. Do he, you know? He, he was yeah. He did not want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, anywhere you slice it, yeah. You know, we'll go on we'll yeah. go on rants about him being senile and him being not delusional, knowing the product not and... knowing what he's doing. You know, he he should have people. God stop forbid you have the a hardcore AEW. You know, yeah, I can't respect a fan base that's only been around for a couple of years and they think they know everything too. See, it's funny because and, and I'm it, not, I'm not saying like that to you because no, I mean I've been watching WWE. Just, there's my whole some life. hardcore AEW guys that I'm like, what have you been doing for you know ever? And what have you been watching? Ring of Honor. Yeah, those are the pe- those are the low key. NJPW stay around the you know, early GCW. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they go they go around the bright lights, big cities of, of WWE. They like that. They ride the darkness. They don't take the parkway. They take the back roads to avoid the tolls. <laughs> they take right? fucking one and they, nine. They don't. <laughs> they're taking one and nine. <laughs> They'll sit in traffic to go on the parkway. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? I'm saving myself the extra three dollars and eighty cents on the parkway. Right. That, that those are those kind of wrestling fans. Right. Yeah. The wrestling fans that the wrestling fan that I am, I gotta get to where I gotta go quick. I'm I'm the wrestling fan. I mean, I watch anything. Oh yeah. I mean, I've I've I watched. I've been watching GCW. It's great. Yeah, I've watched GCW, ECW, WCW, WWF. Every, every WWE, W there is out yeah. there. Every W. I've, I've watched a lot of professional wrestling in my life, but except Impact. But now I've watched a little bit of Impact, a little bit. I watched it when it's hard to get into. I watched it when Angle and Hardy were having like feuds, like a little bit. Yeah, that's when that's when Sting was in. That was when it was big. big. But um, you know, what's the what's the big what's the big thing like with all these different companies I just said? WCW's gone. ECW's gone. AEW's still new. Impact barely hanging on a little bit. Ring of Honor gone. And JPW will never leave because Mm -hmm. Japan's different fucking continent, right? They've all just kind of washed away mm. right and, and what's and the one constant? what's the one constant it's vince mcmahon it's the wwe now, now a lot can be said and you know that's with him here now exactly what are we talking about in 10 years how the landscape is completely he'll be 86 you know and and probably still with the finger on the pulse or mm-hmm. the fading pulse you know what however you like to look at it 
Uh, glass half full, half he's, empty. He's deal. determining. Okay, maybe he's not determining the finishes in the smaller matches, but I guarantee you that he's determining the finishes in every single main event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's sitting in that gorilla position. Anything that's going to drive them. So when you look at it from, you know, we keep calling it the product, right? But there, there's always one main storyline, yeah, which helps drive the company further and further up the ladder. He's always going to be involved in that one big main storyline because that's it. This is the centerpiece. This is what we market off of. This is what tells us what direction we're going um, as a show and more so as a company as a whole. So he's always going to be there on that aspect and making sure that that goes correct. Everything else, you know, it, you know, he, he goes in and he goes out. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on how important it is to him and um if it makes tv it's great whether it was his idea completely or not you know it it could be other producers and stuff back there so and and another thing that he has done that kind of gets underrated besides the fact of him taking over the the global world of professional wrestling and taking over product and bringing people in is the whole celebrity effect and we did have an episode on this too and like this is this is one, one of, of our, our early this is one of our early episodes but i don't think this gets celebrities enough celebrities in wrestling yes are like peanut butter and jelly mr t wrestlemania, WrestleMania one. one right this goes back so when we are like oh a celebrity yeah. yeah it might seem that way but anybody growing up and looking back at all the wrestlemanias if you had all the cards listed from 1 to 37, because 38 mm-hmm. isn't there yet, all composed yet. There's a celebrity in almost mm, yeah. ev- almost everyone. There was years where there weren't. Where now, fine. were they wrestling? No. No. Pam Anderson didn't wrestle. She was an escort. Right. Uh, Alex Trebek was in the early ones as mm-hmm. doing a commentator. Ray Combs was a ring yeah, announcer uh, in WrestleMania 8. Uh, Philbin, Regis Philbin. Yeah, Regis Philbin. Um, there's some celebrity approach in... Every WrestleMania, but especially just in the WWE, how, yeah, Lawrence because that Taylor, gets more eyes. Lawrence Taylor fucking main, main event in WrestleMania. With Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, you took the main of you took your WWF champion at the time, which was Diesel, against Shawn Michaels, who won the Royal Rumble. This is Shawn Michaels getting up that peak, right? And going was, through that Diesel Shawn. You had thing, Diesel yeah. get escorted by Pam Anderson, who's a celebrity. You had. Uh, Shawn Michaels get escorted by Jenny McCarthy, who was a celebrity. Oh, it's a singled out feud. Yeah. And then you had Lawrence Taylor, who was a Hall of Famer football the, we're player. We're talking about 11, right? Yes. Who has no professional wrestling experience. Main event, your and, biggest and, and show of the year. And what could be year. considered as the worst match of all time. Well, I mean, there's a it, it could ones, be considered one it, of the worst WrestleMania main, main events of all time. Yes. I mean, WrestleMania eight with Sid and Hulk Hogan was really bad because so many bad things happened in that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, many. It's, it's timing. Well, and anything with Sid is terrible. Um, but. I mean, that whole pay per view was kind of weird and kind of wonky, but um, celebrities have been there forever, right? And it's funny because some AEW fans, like I just, I just want a little side note. Like some AEW fans have taken issue with the WWE using celebrities at WrestleMania, like to get the show over, right? And like some have said that you're a wrestler, right? That the wrestling should be left to the wrestlers. Like, should a server cook my steak for me? No. So the wrestling should. Let's this this yeah. is this is for the fans that take the back roads to the parkway, like we just said. Put it this way: a year ago. Jade Cargill with Shaq. got over yep. with Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. Right? AEW has celebrities, 
but it's okay when AEW does it. Right. right? That's the it, but yeah. it's different because AEW is not in the spotlight that the WWE is. Right. Right. I mean, WCW did it with Carl Malone. He was <laughs> Dennis, in the Rodman, Dennis Rodman, Carl Malone, Jay, Jay Leno, Leno, David Arquette, RoboCop. Like they're all pop names, was that celebrity Robo-Pop names. And Sting in that tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had you had Jay Leno beat Eric Bischoff at Hog Wild like '97. Right. You had Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone not just lead the league in rebounds, but they're main, but they're main eventing a bash at the beach. Yeah the hell is going on so like for these smart mark fans to to, to say that leave the wrestling to the wrestlers leave okay that can't happen because they want to make money so so leave the money makers to the money makers and vince is bringing in celebrities yeah vince has logan paul he's gonna have johnny knoxville he's gonna have who else it doesn't really matter who else no because you had bad bunny last year right you had all these celebrities come in to get the eyes on the product from, you never know. Maybe there's a huge Logan Paul fan out there who buys all the pay-per-view fights and he buys all the drinks that he comes out with. Now now he's going to buy Peacock because of the, of the fact that Logan, you know what? He's not going to buy Peacock. He's going to buy $65 worth of WrestleMania pay-per-view because that guy's like, oh, I'm just going to buy the main event just to see him, just to, just to watch Logan Paul fight. Yeah. It's, it's a mastermind. It really is. You know, and because you know what it is? The product is there. It's how am I gonna get it over and, and more importantly, if I do this, what can the outcome be from this? Yeah. Vince is three steps ahead of any other person, including Absolutely. Tony himself. He is. Absolutely he is. He's a and you know, again by watching that little snippet of the mm-hmm. McAfee now, like he's always thinking, probably to his detriment, mm-hmm. like a lot of us. We just can't turn it off. He's ahead of you. Because, like I said, he's always thinking of, okay, if I do this, here's the repercussions. He's ahead Positive of you. Positive and negative from it. He's ahead of you. This is where we're going, and yeah. this is why I want to do it. He's ahead of you, but he won't admit it. Oh, yeah. No, no. No, 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 no. That, no. That's, the, that's a little bit of arrogance there. He won't admit it, but he knows it. Yeah. You know? I get it. I understand it. But that's part of the genius. Mm-hmm. It's the gift and the curse. Like you said... We can hate this man for all the other little things, and, mm-hmm. and we don't have enough time to get into that. But we've chronicled it over our, our 101 episodes. Um, but the amount of positive, you know, to spin this in the positive direction here is is crazy. Those negatives are shitty fucking negatives. Yeah. Like, boy, that's a dark, dark road. Murder. Steroids. <laughs> Steroids. Abuse. Yeah. Physical. Yeah. sexual, emotional with women, with Pat Patterson. Go back to our catalog about yeah. the dark side of professional wrestling. I forgot the name of it, but it's something with dark side. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not dark side of the ring, but I forgot which episode it is, but we talk about that. <laughs> and most of that talk is about how Vince McMahon is the mastermind of all this. But at the same time, with every positive and negative, I mean, with every negative thing that happens, there's always a positive to come out of it. Yeah. So this show was dedicated to the positive things that this one man has done. Yeah. To to make us do what we try to do best and to talk about it. Right. Right. And and listen, everybody can't shit on the guy. No. You are in some way, shape, or form using his model that he helped develop over all these years, and as did other territories, and all these are amalgamations of things that have been coming in over the years and he's just absorbing it making it his own 
and then furthering the spin on it and giving you something new served mm-hmm. on a platter. And anybody else can't say, you know, oh, Vince is this, Vince is that. Yeah, it's the truth. But I guarantee you something that you're doing, he originated that, all that stuff. Let's go into the XFL. Yeah. A lot of the camera angles from the XFL were started. The original XFL. The or- original the, XFL. The, like the one that went bankrupt because he was bringing WWF storylines into the yeah. XFL. That the locker room cam, you know, he, ca- he, yeah. he was so. If you watch the what is it, 30 for 30 on yeah. it, it was excellent. Good, yeah, correct. All that stuff is now used today, mm-hmm. like it's so big. Like, I mean, the overhead view on the kickoff that mm-hmm. the XFL was the first one to do that, yes, which is crazy, yeah, to think that a man who knows nothing about football but knows a shitload about business, business created that. Something I want to talk about about Vince McMahon. Is oh he, what else you got? No, 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 no. He was announced that, like we said, that he was going to induct the Undertaker um, into the Hall of Fame. It's the second person that he's inducted. Yes, and the other was. Now this is oh, this is man. this is the emotional part of him. I forget who. Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone yeah. Cold. And the Undertaker will be will be the only people that he will ever induct into the Hall of Fame because without those two names. There, he, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't be where he big, is, yeah. especially with The Rock, because The Rock, remember, had his peak, went to Hollywood. John Cena kind of taking that same thing. But a lot of people watched wrestling because Stone Cold. More people watched wrestling because Stone Cold and The Undertaker back in the 90s and early 2000s than people watched in the late 2000s of John Cena. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the entertainment changed. Everything changed. Like we said before, once Chris Benoit did what he did, wrestling changed that way. Right? But... Vince McMahon is the kind of person, I think, in my opinion, that he has a soft spot for for people like The Undertaker and a soft spot for people like Stone Cold. He has a soft spot for people who take care of him and and whatever. I mean, The Undertaker's gone as far as to say that, too. Mm -hmm. Now, it it, it makes sense because they've always been close, him and Taker, and it makes perfect sense. If anyone deserves the same introduction as Stone Cold, it's The Undertaker, right? Like, people are saying, oh, it should have been Kane. No, it shouldn't have been Kane. No. Why? Why? Because Kane and Undertaker got paired up. Who paired them up, you think? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... It's his creation that almost didn't turn out that way. Because yeah. Undertaker thought he was going to yeah. be Yeah, and, like, and like, like the uh, the only other person that I could have said maybe to of inducting, Shawn, of inducting Undertaker is Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right? Because Shawn Michaels and Undertaker have been together for a very long time. The match is at 25 and 26. As I knocked the Undertaker the over off the studio right. table. Because he's floored by your comment. He is. But, I mean, like the fact that, pe- that people want Kane, it, it, it makes no sense because without the Undertaker, there'll be no Vince McMahon during that time. And without Vince McMahon, there'll be no Kane and Undertaker or whatever. I don't want to hear that shit. Right. Right. But, and I wow. do I do think it's not going to happen because we talked about this before, but it should just be the Undertaker and it it's not going to happen, but I agree with you. What it would have been cool to do was to just have separate people induct him from each iteration of The Undertaker. Yeah. Because that's how you stretch a show out. You know? It could have been all of his BSK buddies. Yeah. You know, the backstage crew. I mean, like, if you had, like, a montage show of Taker, like you said, in his early 90s, 
You can yeah, have as I look to your figures yeah. over here, that literally tells your story is your yeah. wall right here. And I'm waiting to hang the other one up. But mm. like if you just had people tell stories about then then you could bring in Shawn Michaels, then you could bring in Kane, you can bring in the Godfather, you can bring in anybody else. Mm. Rikishi. Um I mean Paul Barrow would have been great to induct him too, but unfortunately Obviously, he passed. Yeah. But I mean like, you know, you get the BSK guys and you get the guys like you know, you even get someone like AJ Styles who can talk about his last match wrestling with him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um I'm happy that Vince is doing it. I know it's not going to be the only induction. Um, I'm just curious who else. A female. It's going to be a female too. They always. Do it a should female. be a very small class. They should go back to three. how it was. Like three people. Yeah. Undertaker's. I mean. An Undertaker, a female. You know who next year is? It's a Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hands down. If, if if they don't induct the Rock next year, that's just stupid. Stupid. They're already all the ratings on the wall for every. See, we're ta- we're talking year. shit about the man who created why we talk about. Every week. Yes. And what we talk about every week is the fact that we'll be coming back to you next week at a brand new episode of Sunset Flip Radio. Tell them, Tom. Remember to follow us on all aspects of social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which I've been not that busy on, to, to be honest. You've been busy in your personal I've been life. Busy, I think that I've been that. busy getting ready for a baby and painting baseboards and painting nurseries. Thank you to my father for doing that. I love you, Dad. Um, Gay. <laughs> Gay. Gay. No. Um, no, the baby's coming in less than two months. Everything's, everything's awesome. Uh, and but, I remember my first beer. Yeah. <laughs> remember, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast. I'm not going to go over them because I don't there's need a lot. to. There's, there's, there's a lot. so many out there. You know where to find us. You know where to find us on social media, but you don't know where to find us on email, and that is at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be coming back to you with a brand new episode of Sunset Flip Radio. In the meantime, watch SmackDown this week. Watch professional wrestling. Watch everything that Vince McMahon has done. Go back on the, on the network on Peacock and watch it. Buy a goddamn shirt, please, from us. They're pretty cheap. They're yeah, pretty fun. At, at They're pretty comfortable. At some point, Tom is going to turn these all into size one, two, three, yeah. and four diapers. I'm going to make a fucking quilt for my daughter to sleep in based out of the shirts. That'd be pretty cool. That would be tight. That'd be awesome. But in the meantime, as always, come back next week back and better than ever. We are. Let's see what happens in a week. Yeah. A lot happens every week. A lot can week. happen every week. That's how we let off the show. That's how we're going to end it. But in the meantime, I am one of your co-hosts, the $100 man, Thomas Lisi, always sitting across from the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drayton. Soon to be dad. And soon to be father. Tommy Lisi. Yeah. In the meantime, um, as always, peace, love, and wrestling. We are Sons of Flip Radio. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night, everybody. Later. Later. You're...